This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 48 of A Clean Skate Podcast. We've got a few guests coming on a bit later, but man, oh man, what a shitstorm this last uh, week has been. The stars now have lost six straight, and just not good, not good at all. And I know I, know I awarded a few of the losses at the beginning of the six-game losing streak with some morale victories. But now that we've piled it all the way up to six, what is going on? We only had one game uh, for this episode. We have the game versus the New York Rangers on Tuesday. The Dallas Stars are at home taking on the blue shirts. Alexander Radulov is still out. And we've got Ben Bishop in net for this one versus the phenom rookie in New York, Igor Shesterkin in net. I hope I pronounced that one right. And right off the hop, things start out just as bad as they were going into the game. Adam Fox scores his eighth of the season just 19 seconds into the game. It's really good zone entry and then subsequent stop up by Artemi Panarin, who just is an elite talent, man. He drives the offense there in New York. He hits a pass to Adam Fox, who is the trailer in the slot. He takes a couple of stick handles, and there is no one back checking. This is a theme throughout the entire game. There was no back-checking. The amount of two-on-ones and three-on-twos that we had going on, I felt bad for the defense. The defense wasn't good, but man, the offense just left the defensive side of the game in this one. It was not good. No back-check on Fox, and he's in the slot, and he snipes it blocker side on Bishop. You'd like him to stop that one. There wasn't really much of a screen. He saw it all the way, but a good shot beats you, and all of a sudden, these stars are behind the eight ball. It is all Rangers early. Artemi Panarin misses a wide open net. And then Mika Zabinijad scores his 40th of the season with 9.48 left in the first period. Again, it's a good zone entry by Zabinijad who passes it over to Lemieux. He drives wide and centers from the goal line. And all of a sudden, Zabinijad puts it up and over top of Bishop's shoulder. And it's one of those plays where you look at it and, you know, Como is in good position on Zabinijad, but he's not taking his stick away. He's got body position, but Zabinijad's stick is free and he's able to receive the pass and shoot it, even though, you know, maybe the body of Como is in between him and the net. And that's just not good defense. I don't know why Como was that close to the front of the net. Our defense was chasing there on that. And again, we just, our forwards, our defense is really lacking in this one. Matias Yanmark stopped on a, a really soft breakaway opportunity, to be honest. And the Stars go into the first intermission down by two. The shots are 10-9 to 9 for the Rangers at the end of the first period. 
Bishop stops Lemieux on a two-on-one, and then Mika Zabinijad follows up later in the period. He rings one off the post on the backhand after walking out from the front of the net. And then Capo Caco scores his ninth of the season, just 7-0-3 through the second period. It's a great behind-the-back pass by Foss to bring it to a two-on-one down low with Brett Howden. He fires it over to Caco, who smashes it into the wide-open net. Then later in the period, Capo Caco scores again his 10th of the season, second on the game with 2.42 left in the second period. It's a horrible tr- turnover in the neutral zone by Jamie Ben that leads to a two-on-one brought in by Caco. He tries to pass it across. The pass is then broken up and then passed and given away again by the Stars along the half boards from behind the net. It is then passed to Mika Zabinijad in the slot. He passes it over to Capo Caco, who is at the side of the net. And he dekes out Bishop and walks around him, tucks it in on the backhand to make this a 4-0 lead for the Rangers. And we would head that way into the third period. The shots were 20-19 for the Stars after the second period. They even outshot the Rangers in that period. Rupe Hintz brings us into the game on the power play. He scores his 19th of the season, just 1 minute and 23 seconds into the third period. It's a net mouse scramble recovered behind the net by Heiskinen. He centers from the other side of the net. Two hints who's in front of the net. He goes short side shelf to make it a three goal lead for the Rangers. Unfortunately, the Rangers are just getting shot after shot on the rush. The the Stars really were having a problem with rush defense. They weren't the Rangers weren't having a ton of opportunity where they were just holding in the zone. But man, the, the opportunities they were having on the rush were grade A chances. Not good enough at all by the Stars. Then Andrew Cogliano scores a rare goal, only his third of the season, which is 8.08 left in the game. Cogliano leaves the puck for Heiskanen at the zone. Heiskanen's just come off the bench. He's coming in with a lot of speed. He fires a shot from the boards. There's a rebound that is put in by Cogliano to bring the Stars within two. Unfortunately, the Rangers are able to hold that two-goal lead and take this one to a 4-2 victory. The shots are 33-27 to for the Stars. They go one for three on the power play, so they're finally able to get a power play marker, and they kill off both of the Rangers' penalties but are unable to get it done as the Rangers are able to score four goals, five on five, and all of a sudden the Stars have lost six straight and have gone 37, 24, and eight on the season. Not a good look, and you know it happens. And that sour note is going to lead us into this week's interview. I talked to Grant Chung from the Hungry for Hawks Talk podcast, another affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. He's been on before. Um, This time you will hear me talk a little bit about how the Stars have been frustrating me about their defensive team play. We also talk about the coronavirus a little bit and what that means for the NHL, which is going to be really the only topic of news this week. So there won't be a news segment at the end of this week's podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy. Hey guys, I just want to pop in and talk about my friends at Southern Scholar. Southern Scholar is a hockey player-owned menswear company based in Dallas. In fact, their founder still plays hockey several times a week in the local beer leagues in Dallas. They're a menswear company whose primary focus is providing you with a better dress sock option through their monthly subscription or their shop. Simply put, Southern Scholar makes the best dress socks in the world, seriously. Crafted with their one-of-a-kind signature material blend and designed with classic color palettes and timeless patterns, their socks are built specifically to stay in place throughout your workday and add a subtle, sophisticated twist to your everyday attire. 
Included with each pair is their signature style card containing tips, tricks, and styling recommendations to help you best pair your socks to get the most out of your look every time. Southern Scholar brings you a unique yet professional dress sock, which can be worn in the most prestigious of environments. Their socks have the perfect combination of stretch, softness, and breathability, providing a true mid-calf fit that stays in place throughout your entire workday. You can join their monthly sock club and enjoy all your member benefits like lower prices, exclusive sales, and access to their member shop, or you'd shop their collection without a subscription. Either way, you'll be saving money using code THPN. That's THPN like the Hockey Podcast Network. And guys, I just want to say I have a couple pairs of these, and man, they look so good. And then you just put them on. They are engineered to form fit your foot and leg and to stay up on your calf all day. So if you're wearing dress pants, you don't have to worry about reaching down to pull up your socks because they've started to scooch down and they feel uncomfortable. These things fit well. They look amazing. And I hope you guys enjoy them as much as I have. Welcome back. How are you doing today, Michael? Uh, you know, I, I'm doing better. The Stars have lost six in a row, so it could be better, but I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to, <laughs> we were both kind of chatting about, uh, about how we're feeling earlier today. And, you know, we were just kind of chatting about how we both don't really have much to talk about. Um, so what do you think? Should we get the, the Dallas stars things o- over with, and then we can move on to the rest of the NHL. Yeah, honestly, that, that sounds good for me. Let's get, let's get, uh, you know, the bad stuff out of the way, the veggies first. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, great. Well, um, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of talked about it just now that you guys are currently on a six game slide. I had no idea. I mean, the last time we had you on, I believe, uh, you guys were just in your hot streak. You were kind of shooting up the standings. Um, after being dead last in uh, in the conference all those months ago, it seems like forever. Um, but uh, but yeah, now you guys are still holding on to third in the division uh, behind the St. Louis Blues and the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Nashville's coming in hot. Um, what has happened? I mean, I, I like I said, I haven't really been paying attention, but I thought that you guys were were kind of coasting along, and and I didn't realize that you guys were on a six game bender. Um, so to be honest, this is pretty run of the mill for stars fans at this point. There's always seems to be, um, it is definitely a sort of a roller coaster. I mean, you mentioned right at the beginning there, we opened up real bad and then we played really well for honestly, basically two, three straight months. And then, uh, all of a sudden we had, um, a couple of hard losses to the blues. And I feel like, I don't want to blame it on the blues because that'll give uh, Tom uh, a little bit too much uh, ammo. <laughs> um, so um, I don't, so we, you know, we, we played some hard games. We had a couple of really tough losses. I actually, I remember talking about the first couple of games on the six game losing streak. And like one of them was a two, one overtime loss to Edmonton. Um, and we outshot them. I think the final shots in that game were like 48 to 20 for us. And we Holy lost, all, yeah, we, we lost on a, pow, on a penalty kill in overtime. Um, oh, and, it, it, and it wasn't even McDavid or Dreisaitl. It was Alex Chason, of all people. So, oh, fucking Chason. So, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> like, so, like, and then we lost, like, a, like we, we went down and then almost came back against the Bruins. It, it was, I, there was a sort of a trajectory. We were playing poorly, 
but we were like having these like incredible comebacks in the third period and against bad teams. Like we had, we were down, we were losing like three, nothing to the Sens and then we tied it up and lost four, three in overtime. And there were a couple of games like that along the way where we were, we would play bad, but we'd still get points and win. And now it's sort of like caught up with us. And now we're just playing poorly. Um, we lost last night, four, two to the Rangers. They went up four, nothing um, basically halfway through the second period. And uh, it, it was one of those ones watching where the Stars are supposed to have really good defense and amazing goaltending. The goaltending, mm-hmm. for the most part, has been steady. Um, there's definitely there's definitely been some softies, but I'm, I'm not really going to – the goalies have played so well that I'm going to not blame them for this mm-hmm. one. But there's just been, like, no forward support on defense. Um, the offense has been struggling all season. That's just a way of life for yeah. Dallas Stars fans at the, at, in the last like, couple of years. It's just sometimes the offense just – won't won't be there and you just can't win games like that so uh it's been there's been a a sort of breakdown in defense and the offense has dried up and now we are where we are right yeah I mean that's a that's a pretty good breakdown I mean you you nailed it on the head I mean you don't need to tell me how uh, how good those blues are I mean you know you just got to look at our last game in the season series we got swept this year by uh by our hated rivals so we we know how you're feeling um, we definitely know how you're feeling about the roller coaster uh, emotions as a fan. I mean, that's just kind of been our modus operandi all year. You know, we've kind of taken one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. Um, and uh, I mean, hey, you guys have positioned yourself beautifully. You're still, uh, I mean, four points up on on the Nashville Predators for that third spot. Uh, so you still have a chance of catching up uh, with Colorado who is dealing with a slew of injuries right now as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you, looking at the roster, you, you've got a lot of legitimate superstar talent. I mean, you got Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn. The, admittedly, they've been pretty bad this year, just they haven't been as, as good as, as they can be. Um, Joe Pavelski's starting to, to figure his way out, and it, it sounds like Corey Perry is working out as well uh, for you guys. Uh, kind of. I mean... It's hard to um, classify anyone as a superstar when they're putting up our leading score has 50 points. Tyler Sagan is a fantastic player. I love Tyler Sagan. Don't mm-hmm. take this as a hot take. Me saying Tyler Sagan is not an incredible hockey player. He is. But uh, the, I define a superstar as someone who will have a bad game, but you'll be like, hey, they still had a goal and an assist. Um, right. right. And that, that might be a, a, a lame way of classifying someone as a superstar, but I don't think anyone right now on the Dallas Stars, at least from an offensive standpoint, is having a superstar year from the forwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sagan's got 50 points. Our next highest score is Jamie Benn with 39. Like, we're going to have – we might have, and this is a maybe, we might have four – the 20-goal mark. I don't think anyone's going to break 30 goals this season. Um, so it, it's, it's hard to call that um, superstar quality. Right. So are you, you just broke up for a little bit there. You said that you might have four guys hit the 20-goal mark, you think? Yeah. I mean, right now we're, we're sitting at – we've got one 20-goal score. We've got – Gurionov's got 20. Ben has 19. Rupe Hintz has 19. And then um, Sagan has 17. So mm. maybe Pavel, uh, Radulov's been hurt. Pavelski has scored in bursts. And so, like I said, I don't think anyone's hitting the 30-goal mark. Right. Yeah, I mean – that's that's kind of the yeah I mean that that's a that's a good point that you have too I mean you you are right I feel like 
terms kind of like superstars are are bandied about a, a pretty willy-nilly so um yeah i would agree with uh with your with your uh justification that yeah superstar player should be a guy who you know tends to get points night in night out and when you got a guy who is as skilled as as Tyler Sagan is and and as Jamie Ben is um you can't really call them a superstar when they haven't really hit when they've just surpassed 50 points this season right um but Denny Gurianov has been great uh, any other rookies that have uh that have kind of impressed you so far this year and what are you looking forward to uh the rest of this uh this season leading into the playoffs yeah so so don't take my negativity as um you, you know like the, listen, there have been some really, really good players. Like you men- mentioned, Dennis Kuryanov has come out of nowhere. He's been really good. And this is only his rookie season. I, I will put money down right now that he breaks 50 points next season. I think he's that good. And I think he has the ability to be that good. He's so fast. He is incredibly fast. Um, <laughs> Rupe Hintz has been good pretty much all season. Um, th- th- there's been some moments, but honestly, him, Hintz and Kuryanov have been uh, some of my favorite players from the offense to watch all season. Um, they've been the, the two that have really excited me. Um, Heiskanen, watching Heiskanen every night is a blessing. If you, if you want, a, like, who is the superstar of Dallas Stars right now, it's either our goalies or Mir Heiskanen. Like, that, those, that's it. They are incredible. Um, watching Heiskanen skate every night as a 21-year-old, I think, is, is incredible. So... That, that excites me a lot, but I think from a terms of like, we, we need, we need guys to get going. I would say a bad year for Tyler Sagan going into this year would be like 65, 70 points. And I don't know, like, do you think he gets 15 points in the last 14 games? Probably not. So yeah. if he hits 65, like he's having, like, this isn't, a, this isn't a bad year for Sagan and Ben. This is just an awful year and I mean I don't know if we can curse on your podcast but I mean yes in the words of a Dallas Stars uh owner they've been horseshit this year so yeah. it's it's just it's frustrating to watch especially you know with the with the money they make and like it, it's, it's hard to watch yeah no that's I, I I feel you for sure I mean we kind of have the same thing with with our stars but you know, obviously Patrick Kane is is continuing to live up to, to his expectations. Right, and so that's sort of what I'm saying, right? You yeah. guys might have a bad night, but Patrick Kane's still going to have three points in a bad night, and mm-hmm. that's a superstar. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 100% true, man, um, which makes this us missing the playoffs for a third consecutive year just such a gut punch, you know, because um, we're wasting these prime years of of these guys um, of Duncan Keith, of you know, of of the core guys, of of the Tasers and the the three best years of of Kane's career. Basically, you know, he's he's kind of been breaking records the last three years here, and you know, we've got nothing to show for it. So, um, yes, those those cups do look nice, but I mean, that just makes us want more. You know, mm, uh, yeah. So, you know, you guys are built for the playoffs. It, I mean, it, we're expecting the there. There's been a, like a, a a steep increase in um, in goal scoring the last couple of years and, and this year in particular. Uh, I think that uh, in the playoffs, I mean, we obviously know the playoffs are a different game. Um, how far do you guys expect, do you expect your guys to, to make it? Like, do you think that you guys are contenders? Will you make it past the second round? What are you thinking? So this is one of those things where if I want to be, you know, like sometimes like I, 
you can be hot collar and look at the way we've played the last six games. And it's been disheartening for sure. The game last night against the Rangers was not a good game. We pride ourselves on defense and we did not play defense last night. It was, mm-hmm. it, it, it was not a good night for, for the stars at all. And so I could blow up and be like, they're not going to make it anywhere, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. I think, like you said, the team is, is built for the playoffs. Um, it's a little bit scary that they're struggling this close to the playoffs, but I think that, like you said, the way we're built, the way we play as a team, that once we sort of mesh and get into the playoffs, I think this is the, the playoffs are where we see, you know, Jamie Ben. Like I said, he's got 39 points this season. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jamie Ben comes into a playoff series and puts up 10 points in a playoff series. I think that is sort of the, the, the play style uh, of the team. And we have a lot of players like that and a lot of veteran players like, like you said, Corey Perry, he's been he's been on and off hurt this season and suspended. Um, so he's been okay. But I think Perry is one of those players. In the playoffs, it could just happen. We have we're one of the older teams in the NHL. So the the leadership and stuff, we've got people that have been there and know what they're doing. So if the playoffs started today, we would be playing uh, St. Louis round one. I don't I think that's how the playoffs, right? Work, no, right? no, no. You'd be playing Colorado. Okay, so we'd be playing yeah. Colorado. That's right. St. Louis would be playing Vancouver, the, Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, the the worst, the second wildcard team they'd be playing. Yeah, okay. So or whoever, I, yeah, I assume that they have the most points. So playoffs start right now. We're playing Colorado. Um, like you said, Colorado's got a lot of injuries. I think we can beat Colorado in a playoff series. I don't think their goaltending would hold up, and I think that Colorado's a fast team, but I think we just clog the neutral zone so much, and we will just crush people and Nazem Kadri will take a suspension in game two. <laughs> so I think we could be interesting the, to watch for sure. I Keep think an eye we could be, yeah, exactly. I, I honestly, Jamie Ben and Nazem Kadri in one playoff series, it, it would be one of the nastiest and Corey Perry and Corey like, Perry. Yeah. That is like one of the nastiest. And, and listen, Colorado's got Belmar on their team. They've all right. So mm-hmm. so Zadorov, they've got some heavy, like nasty guys on their team too. So I think that'll be a really fun series to watch. But I think that just when it comes down to team defense and goaltending, I think we have them beat. And I think we can I think we could take them to town. Um then, I mean, realistically, we'd be playing the blues in the second round again. Um yeah. that terrifies me to be perfect <laughs> to be perfectly honest i think yeah. we've only beat them one one time this season i think we're like one two and one against them so far or something like that mm-hmm. um they've been good games listen don't get me wrong it'll be a outstanding series yeah. i think that to be honest i think all of the central division uh matchups will be relatively good with the exception of whoever st louis plays in the first round because st louis is going to kill them yeah um but I, I think they'll all be really good rounds. I think that, like, like I said, the Blues scare me a lot as a team. They are a good, really good team. I thought that they were going to have a, a, a tough year. I thought they were going to struggle regular season because yeah. I thought that, like us, they were, like, built for the playoffs and they were going to sort of take the regular season off. And they did the complete opposite. They, to be honest, right from the bat, took it, took it by the neck and took that first place and ran with it. So – I'd love to be, you know, uh, unrealistic and say, I think we beat them and we make it to the third round, but, and it sucks. It sucks to say out loud, but I, I don't think we make it past the blues in the second round. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a different animal this year, man. I mean, the, the, the crazy thing is that they're doing this without Vladimir Tarasenko. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 30 goal scorer, Vladimir Tarasenko. And um, I mean, I honestly don't think he's that talented. I think he's a little bit overrated, but the guy can score goals and he's a threat offensively anytime he's on the ice. So mm-hmm. they're going to have him back in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be terrifying. The fact that they've been able to get up to 92 points um, without, you know, their quote unquote best goal scorer on the team is just baffling to me. Uh, they've got, they're deep throughout their lineup. They're, they're deep on the back end. They've got a Stanley cup winning goaltender in, in, um, in Jordan Bennington. Jake Allen is starting to play well as well. So this team seems to have everything to do a repeat. I mean, they, the, I think the, the teams in the East are probably going to have something to say about that. Um, again, I mean, they, they beat Boston pretty easily in, in game seven last year. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what, what, end, what ends up happening. Uh, and yeah, I mean, don't discount your stars either. I mean, you, you guys do have, you guys are built for the playoffs. Like you said, um, you've got those veteran players like um, the Tropovelskis who, who has so much playoff experience. Uh, Corey Perry, who's going to be just an absolute pest in the playoffs. He's going to piss people off and, and really throw people off their game. So um, it's going to be an exciting uh, series uh, playoffs to watch. And um, I think it's going to be a, a good time, but of course um, there might, we might not even get to the playoffs in the end. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, we've, we've, there, there's something that we're, we're going to talk about. The coronavirus is, is the whole thing. Um, that's the buzzword. We're talking coronavirus. Now it's, it's kind of been, uh, I mean, I think, I think the world health organization just announced that it's a pandemic now. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. They did. That's, that's so crazy. I mean, obviously the coronavirus has been, um, has had a major impact on the world, on the economy, on air travel, everything, everybody's lives. Um, and now we're kind of seeing it seep into the world of sports. Uh, there's been a lot, uh, that's been going on. I mean, not just in hockey, it's been affecting all major sports. There's been confirmed cases of soccer players in Europe, uh, in Juventus and, and Arsenal, um, players getting uh, confirmed cases of players getting, uh, the coronavirus symptoms. And, uh, I mean, that's obviously a big deal because these guys are around their teammates, their trainers, um, the coaches, their families, everything. Uh, and you know, with, with hockey scouts are being grounded. Um, they're not being allowed to fly to, to different cities to attend games. And, uh, it's been announced also that Columbus will be playing in an empty arena tomorrow night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. San Jose will also be playing in an empty building for the next three games of their homestand. I mean, this has been a crazy epidemic. Yeah, it's been wild. And actually, uh, I was actually supposed to be going to Italy in a couple of months. Um, (laughs) That is not not happening anymore. Um, uh, It's crazy, though. I think I'm honestly looking forward to watching the highlights from these games where no fans are going to be at the arena. Right. Yeah, like, like, what do you think the atmosphere, right? Cause you, you talk about like the atmosphere and San Jose and Columbus have, to be honest, pretty, pretty good atmospheres when it comes to like crowds, right? Like the, sure. the, San, the San Jose is like coveted is like one of the loudest arenas in, in the league. And Columbus has their damn cannon that they yeah. stop firing. <laughs> so like, right. Like, will they still fire the cannon when I they really score? hope they do. That'd be hilarious. 
like do like will they still play music like or is it just going to be like dead silent is it going to be like like do you think the nhlers are going to show up and it, it's going to be like the sounds of like a thursday night men's league game for them like no one's in the stands right all it is is just like think about like are we going to be able to see the highlights are there going to be cameramen at these games like like what yeah yeah <laughs> it, lots it, it, to lots to think about honestly because i mean like yeah you gotta you, you think i think they I think the the decree is that there there is not to be anybody who's not um, considered um, necessary, I guess, deemed necessary to be there. Um, so, I mean, I would think that they'd have cameramen. Uh, I don't know if the organist will be there. Um, I don't know if the announcer will be there. I mean, who, who, what's the announcer? I mean, everybody knows who scores because mm-hmm. everybody who's going to be there is on the ice. So yeah, yeah. do they need to make like, could you imagine they're just announcing the players who scored like, right. Do they have a even... national anthem? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what's going to happen. Maybe they just played in the, um, they just played in the background, right. Just the back background music. Nobody's singing. Um, it's definitely gonna I, be interesting to see. I think the NHL should go ahead and take this, this time to figure out like a, a way, like, we're not going to play hockey, right? If we're not going to have fans or like people in the building to actually like do an NHL game, we're just not going to do it. And we're going to have like, have them play like, like Fortnite or something and, 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 and right. Like squads or something, get the whole team in it, do like best two out of three. And the winner <laughs> takes the two points. Oh, they just play Chell. They just play EA sports and NHL. Exactly. <laughs> they, they play Chell. You, you pick your, you pick like your two best, best Chell players and you have to play as your team with the current yep. roster, with everyone on it, right? Starting goalie, all that stuff. Yeah. And then, right. If players are hurt, like you got to take them out. And, <laughs> and I think you have the two teams play each other in shell and the, the, the winner gets the two points. That would be wild. Get a webcam up in there so that nobody right. else needs to be there. Stream it on Twitch. That <laughs> yeah. would be incredible. <laughs> NHL contact us. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, it, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty crazy. I think, I mean, it, it will be fun to watch. I mean, I hope they broadcast it live. Because mm-hmm. it would be really funny to, you know, obviously the players swear on the ice and um, the fans will, you know, drown that out. So it'll be, it'd, it'd be really funny to just hear. Yeah, that's um, a good point. A we'll player get like, just, yeah, on a, on a failed clearing attempt, just like, fuck! <laughs> yeah, they should, they should do like a mic'd up. Like, you know, they do the NHL mic'd up. They should, yeah. they should do that for these games because this would be amazing because you're not going to get like, you're going to get perfect like sound on all this on the whole game like you're gonna like you're gonna hear them like hard 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 wheel 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 you're gonna hear them yeah that's it. like they should they should they should they, they should take the opportunity to just do the whole game mic'd up mic up every player and use that as the broadcast yeah yeah that would be great because then we'd we'd be able to hear the chirps and and that's mm-hmm. something that i've always been fascinated with how how players chirp each other and um i mean it's it's hilarious to watch and, and to hear as well uh but i mean yeah this this whole thing if we t- can take it back to um, a bit of a more serious note, I guess, because, I mean, this does have implications. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Before we went into the break, we talked about there may not even be a playoffs. And, um, I mean, that's not a for sure thing. But, you know, th- these kinds of um, backup plans and contingencies are obviously being looked at by the league, by the owners, um, by, by everybody, by the GMs and stuff. Uh, so it, it sounds like, because I was watching, um, I was watching Tim and Sid on Sportsnet. Elliot Friedman was on and he was uh, telling, he was talking about how he's getting the, the sense that 
um, GMs and owners aren't going to close the games off to the public unless they're being ordered to. Um, and I mean, that's fair enough. But uh, we already see now that Columbus and San Jose are following suit uh, because they have been ordered to. So, I mean, the more this happens around the league, it's going to affect revenue. It's going to affect, I mean, um, fan experience because obviously they already have tickets to that. Um, a lot of, of uh, merchandise isn't going to be sold. Uh, and it's, it's, it's got a lot of implications on next year as well because, um, you know, we're supposed to see a rise in the salary cap. And, you know, if, if, if this continues to go down the path it's going, playoffs might even be postponed. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't have playoffs without fans. I think it, it, it yeah, you can't, you can't have playoffs without fans. I think fans are what make home court advantage and sort of stuff like that. So I think that, yeah, I don't know what they do. It's one of those things that like, it's hard to come up with a viable solution because it's, it's everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I, 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 there are smarter people than me trying to cut, find a solution for this one, but I am very interested to see what they come up with because it is a, it's a perplexing situation. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Cause I mean, like you look at what's happening in the leagues around the world as well. Like a lot of, um, a lot of different leagues like soccer leagues and, and even the Czech leagues, uh, in hockey and, and, um, the German leagues, they're canceling the rest of their seasons. Um, their playoff, they're changing their playoff formatting so that it's uh, more of a round robin tournament than than a best of seven. And I mean, I think that would be unacceptable if if the NHL decided to do that because it's just that just ruins it, right? Like it, um, it's it, whoever wins during a, using this uh, proposed, well, not proposed, but hypothetical uh, round robin tourney would always have an asterisk beside their name. Um, I mean, I don't even know how that would work, but it's always just something that we would need to keep an eye on. And I mean, it's, um, it's definitely something that's, that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, just cause I mean, yeah, like you said, you, you, what's the point of home ice advantage if you know, you, you don't get your fans into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, it, I think it'd be interesting. I think the only, like, if they push it back, does that mean the off season then goes longer or like, right? Because if they, if they push the playoffs back or postpone it and all of a sudden we're not starting playoffs till mid June and the playoffs go until like July. Yeah. Uh, does that push the off season back? And does that, does that make, make next season start sooner? Like is the off season shortened then, or does that make the next season start later? Like, does it throw the entire NHL mm-hmm. out of lap? Like in 20 years, are they going to look back on this and, be like okay so the nhl season runs from you know november to july and that's why yeah yeah i mean there are so many implications with this right um and it might not even be it might not it's probably it probably won't even be over by june i mean this whole outbreak has been like you said like we said earlier it's reached pandemic status as of today so i mean realistically is it going to be over in like three months who knows? And, you know, you, you, you go further into it and, you know, Japan is one of those, is a uh, location with confirmed cases of coronavirus. It's, it's kind of been a hot spot. Um, they're supposed to be hosting the Olympics in July. Mm, and, yeah. you know, they've, 
they've been there's been kind of um, contradicting reports where people are saying, oh, maybe we'll postpone it, and then you know the Japanese. Um, well, the NHL just started just starting having games in China this last uh, preseason, right? They were yeah. planning on doing it more because it it went well. They are planning on doing more games in Asia next mm-hmm. preseason. Um, so why uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be, it, this is like a, it's a pretty crazy, fo- um, you know, a pretty crazy, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Predicament situation. Predicament, yes. Predicament. It's a very interesting predicament. Uh, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on it. Just to keep it light, uh, Riley Smith did uh, was asked about. Uh, I, I thought I'd shout him out because it was uh, pretty shady. He roasted the Florida Panthers today when uh, when he was asked how he would feel about playing um, in front of no fans and in Vegas. His response was, "Well, I mean, I'm I'm pretty used to it. I played a couple seasons in in Florida, so." <laughs> Oof! Oh, that's tough. That's a tough one. I don't think you can come back from that one. That's like, there's no rebuttal to that. That's tough. No way, man. I mean, he's he's got a point too, and I mean, he's also justified. They mm-hmm. basically threw him away after signing him to an extension for five million dollars. Yeah, uh, they begged Vegas to take him, and yeah. then I mean, we've and seen what, what's yeah that we've seen what hap- what's happened to Florida now. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so that, I thought that was a, a, a really snarky comment and I thought that was a good way to end it. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, so I am curious, I, I, just one thing. So mm-hmm. obviously, and I, I don't mean to fake you feel bad, but I don't think the Hawks are going to make the playoffs. They're not. So playoffs start, who are you cheering for? Who am I cheering for? I mean, from the central division? Well, just in general, I guess. I mean, yeah. there's only one real right answer to this question, but I'll let you figure it out. <laughs> well, it's not Dallas. Oh, I'm sorry to say. It. I'm oh, sorry to say it. it's not Dallas. I mean, I was... uh, whoever's listened uh, probably knows that I, I grew up in Calgary, uh, Calgary, Alberta. So I'm going to be cheering for the Flames. I'm oh, man. super stoked for that Edmonton-Calgary uh, division matchup. My dad's from Edmonton, so this isn't this isn't going well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm a Flames fan, and uh, I grew up a Flames fan, and uh, obviously my Hawks are are one of my favorite teams as well. And I mean, other than Calgary, I mean, I I like Colorado. I know they're in our division; they're supposed to be our divisional rival. Um, but I like how they're built. I like the stars on their team. Um, I mean, I don't hate Dallas. I, I like the guys on Dallas. Sagan's a good player. Um, I love Radulov. Klingberg is fun to watch. Haskinen is fun to watch. Um, so I'm just excited for playoffs, man. Mm-hmm. All right, I, fair I enough. Just, I want to I see some playoff hockey. Um, the Flames last year played terribly against the Colorado Avalanche. So, um, you know, that was, a, that was a heartbreaker last year. But, um, I mean, I'm just happy to see playoff hockey again and and i think they'll figure it out this year i don't know they're they're pretty iffy but um yeah i mean the rest of the way we play san jose tonight um in chicago so we'll just have to continue to see how it goes i mean i've been pushing i've been hoping for uh the hawks to finally tank 
so that we can, you know, try to get our, um, get higher up in, in the, in the draft lottery. Um, I mean, a dream off season would be for us to win one of the top three picks again. Uh, and, uh, you know, just accelerate our rebuild a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, you know, well, I was, I was trying to recruit you for the bandwagon, but it's all right. I, I, I guess I'll, I guess I'll give you a pass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll be watching the stars games, um, especially if they're playing Colorado in the first round and mm. uh, I'll be keeping an eye on all the teams to be honest. So, um, it's going to be fun to watch. I think, uh, do you have any other team that, that you're rooting for maybe in the East or something? Uh, well, I mean, like I said, uh, I have, I have family from Edmonton, so yeah. I will be cheering for the Oilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I think some other teams, um, I love Ovechkin as a player and oh, I like yes. the, I like the Capitals a lot. And so I, I like the Capitals. Um, I want the Leafs to make the playoffs and then lose in the playoffs because <laughs> that is so much fun. I, it's happened so many times, but I don't think it ever gets old. I don't think I will ever, ever not laugh at Toronto when they lose yeah. in the playoffs. I'm the, I'm the I, same there. I think it's got to be to Boston in game seven again, to be honest. I think <laughs> like, like they need to be stuck on Groundhog Day forever. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty funny. I mean, they'd have to get through Tampa first. Yeah. So, I mean, good luck. Um, yeah. I'm just looking, like you said, I'm looking forward to the playoffs. Um, I, think, I think the teams are looking forward to the playoffs. You, you can kind of see it. Um, uh, I think that's part of the reason why the stars have sort of struggled here. I think they're mentally in the playoffs already. They're, they're not, there's, there's 10, there's 12, uh, 13 games left in the season. And I think that, uh, they're ready to not play them anymore. I think they're ready to play when it counts. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I mean, um, you can even see it in the refing. Uh, there've been a lot of calls recently that have just kind of been let go and, um, you can, you can kind of see that. I, I think that's kind of deliberate and intentional this year. Uh, cause I, I feel like last year, the lack of calls were so egregious last year. Um, after, you know, the, it, it really just seemed like night and day, as soon as the regular season ended and the playoffs started, the refing just completely changed. So, um, I mean, this probably isn't true, but I think that the refs are probably kind of going, um, not calling soft calls because uh you know they're they're trying to gear the players up for how they're going to call it in the playoffs and um i mean there are obviously still some soft calls but uh i have noticed that they've been letting more things go uh in the last you know handful of games here uh with about 13 to 14 games remaining for for most teams so um yeah it's going to be fun to watch down the stretch here uh, another team that I like watching as well is is Philly. I feel like they've uh, they've seemed to figure it out. I mean, they're only a point away from from Washington for um, top spot in the Metropolitan Division. Unbelievably, uh, they've been going on a run as of late. So yeah, I mean, who do you have? I guess you have St. Louis coming out of the Western Conference in the Cup final. Um, who you got in the in the East? Uh, the East honestly is is a crapshoot. I think yeah. Boston looks real strong, and I think they know what they're doing when they get mm-hmm. the playoffs. Um, uh, I think that a lot of people say Tampa, but from what we saw last season, uh, I don't know if Tampa has it. And Stamkos is out for a long time, yeah. and that just seems to be Tampa's luck every time they get to the playoffs. Um, uh, I think I like Washington. 
Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I like Washington. I think that they ha- they have a good team. I think they're, they they're suspect at times. Um, I but I think that's sort of what we saw. They're not having a, a world breaking season, but they didn't have a world breaking season, and then they won the cup. So I like yeah. Washington a lot. Yeah, I think I I, I think I have the same. I have the same matchup in the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, I don't want to see Boston and St. Louis again. That was boring. Mm, um, yeah. So I, I would love to see Ovi get another cup um, before he's done and, and break the, the, the goal-scoring record. Um, so yes, I'm cheering yes. for him for sure, especially since then we can laugh at Tom uh, together. So <laughs> yeah, let's exactly. get on that bandwagon together. <laughs> you know what? I will join you on that one. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much for jumping on the pod, Mike. Uh, really appreciate you uh, spending the time. And uh, yeah, as always, it's been fun talking to you. Yeah. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. And if anyone out there wants to listen to Dallas Stars hockey, uh, you can follow the, the Cleanscape podcast on Twitter at Cleanscape Pod. Yes. That's it. That, 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 that's, my, that's, that's it. That's my yes. plug. Follow Mike at Cleanscape Pod on Twitter. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. And of course, follow me at Hawks Talk Pod on Twitter as well. And there you have it, folks. My interview with Grant Chung. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It, it was a great time talking to him, honestly. He, he's a really funny guy, and I enjoyed talking to him. I really tried to get him on the Stars bandwagon. You, you heard it. You, you, you saw it. That's the evidence. I really did. I really did try. He was not having it. But, you know, anyway, it, it was a great time talking to him, and I'll have to have him back on sometime this season. I am going to wrap this one up real quick, nice and tidy-like. We have two upcoming games for next episode. We have Thursday playing the Florida Panthers at home, and then we play the San Jose Sharks at home. So hopefully we have two easier opponents on the docket. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we are able to off them and start collecting points again because, man, the, the season's not over. We need this, and the Predators are only four points behind us. They're, they're there. I know no one really wants to acknowledge that, but they're pretty close back there. So we, we got to be careful. We can't let this thing slip away from us too quickly. And that is going to do it for this episode. Like I said last time, and I think I'm going to be talking about this in every episode for the foreseeable future, we have a contest going on right now. You heard the ad in the middle of this episode for Southern Scholar. And so we have a ugly sock contest brought to you by Southern Scholar and us at the Hockey Podcast network basically what you have to do i will retweet it on the cleanscape podcast that's at cleanscape pod there is a thread with the contest information that the hockey podcast has posted on their twitter page which is at hockey pod net on twitter and what you have to do is you have to like and retweet the contest and then in the comments you have to post a picture of your ugliest socks That can either be gag socks that your friends have given you. Maybe they got little capes on the background. Or I want to see your nasty, ugly, really gross playoff socks with holes and yellow that you haven't washed in six years because you think that they are going to help your team in the playoff. You guys post your ugliest socks in the comments. Then me and the three other people that have partnered with Southern Scholar will choose winners and then you guys will get march's subscription box i just got february's and i said last week they're they're gorgeous they're this really nice purple they tell you how to wear them 
they're, they're awesome socks. So you guys have an opportunity to win the March subscription box. We will be picking winners. I believe it is April 2nd, but don't quote me on that one. It's the beginning of April. I will tell, I will give you guys an exact date on that one. So you guys should get on that. And that is going to do it. Like I said, follow this podcast on Twitter. That is at CleanscapePod. And I will talk to you cowpokes in the next one.